Welcome to The Stack, a weekly show where we share the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech. I'm your host, Sean Henry. I'm Tim Stabersky. And I'm Ryan Sylvester. And today is Wednesday, March 6, 2019. This is episode number what? What episode, Ryan? 44. 44. It is also my mother's birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Tim's mom. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, well, that's a shame. Yes. Yeah. Well... If this is your first time tuning into the stack, uh, each week we give you guys a roundup of the latest and the greatest content, the stuff that caught our attention and we thought was really useful. And we break it down for you, the listener, so that you don't have to bother reading, although we'd still encourage you to we read still it. still encourage it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but at a minimum, you get some key takeaways that hopefully you could implement and become a better marketer. Um, how was your week, guys? It was good. Good. I've yeah, had a very was, productive week yeah, so it was, far. It was busy. Yeah. yeah. Like the snow? Yes. Sure. <laughs> I like that it's March. I like that there's sun when we leave the office. Oh, that's such a big plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're in snowy Connecticut, and if you're in the Northeast, you probably also have snow on the ground, and kind of stinks, but... I will say I was happy that it was light, fluffy, snowman snow. It wasn't light and fluffy no, at all. <laughs> he no. said that's yes. really weird. He okay, said that so yesterday. Yeah, you also got four inches, so and I think your, your well, town was in it bizarre was, land. It was definitely fluffy snow. I, I liked it. Anyway, back to marketing. <laughs> um, so we usually start with a roundup of content, but I have to hit the road, head up to Boston. So I'm going to be leaving this episode early. So we thought we'd start with the app of the week first. How's that sound, guys? Sounds, Sounds good. amazing. All right. So app of the week is... <laughs> How do you say it? I know. So <laughs> I, I, I keep, say it, you guys say it. In my head, I keep pronouncing it as Voik, but Voik? I, that can't be... Voik? I keep saying Voik. Voi IQ, but I know it's Vo IQ. I, I think that's, yeah. So I think it's like voice. They IQ. even separate it with the colors in their okay. logo. So it's either Voik or Voi IQ or Vo IQ. Or Vo IQ. Or Vo IQ. Although there'd be extra letters at the end. Right? Whatever, you, over the e. whatever you call it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So they, um, they, they, they've actually been around for, I think, a few years now. And they've pivoted a little bit. But now they are... Um, Focusing on voice bots, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so we see bots a lot in like live chat, but this is for phone calls, voices, which is really neat. Um, but to, to kind of tee this up a little bit, I want to go back to a study that came out a few years ago. It was from InsideSales.com. And they did a study that measured the impact that call response times had on connecting with and ultimately closing a lead. And their findings were, were pretty surprising. Well, maybe they weren't super surprising, but pretty compelling. Um, they found that the odds of contacting a lead if called within five minutes versus 30 minutes drops by 100 times. Which is crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it really is. The odds of qualifying a lead if called in five minutes versus 30 minutes stop, drop 21 times. So the, the point there is that if somebody fills out a form, they're requesting a consultation or to speak with you, you kind of need to call them right away. And unfortunately, many businesses don't do that. Uh, you're lucky if they will follow up with that lead within 24 hours. Um, unfortunately, this is a problem for many, if not most businesses, both big and small. We see it all the time where uh, leads, in some cases, are just going neglected um, or they're certainly not getting a, a follow-up fast enough. And then suddenly the sales team can't connect with that lead, even though they said they were very interested. Um, and that's why I'm really excited about this integration. I think it it solves that problem. It gives these businesses a solution to put into place that immediate follow-up 
uh, especially if they're at a point where they can't hire somebody full-time in sort of a business development role yeah. uh, to do that. And there's a lot of businesses that fall into that category. Um, it's especially helpful if you're just getting to that level in the very first time where you've got all these new leads and inquiries coming your way and uh, you've never really had that volume before um, and uh, you're struggling to kind of keep up with it. So it closes a nice gap. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about what the, uh, the company actually does. So they fully automate your sales and marketing call tasks by having conversations with your leads and customers. They can call your leads or customers to remind them about an upcoming meeting, event, payment, to schedule meetings, engage prospects who've recently downloaded marketing content, qualify leads, and so on. And the reason we're especially excited about this is because it integrates with HubSpot. Yeah. It actually seems like it's pretty much built around, like entirely around this idea that you're going to be integrating it with HubSpot. So very close, uh, tight integration. In fact, when you actually set this up for the very first time, that's the first thing they prompt you to do is to create that okay. integration with your HubSpot account. Mm -hmm. You can use this with other tools as well via Zapier, but... It seems kind of like built for the HubSpot. You say Zapier, okay. I say Zapier, Zapier, right. I don't know. Interesting. Zapier. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, if you are a HubSpot user, uh, this is definitely something to check out. If you're not, I'd still t tinker around with it, see if you can get it to work. Uh, what I think and, is, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What I think is really cool about it is the fact that you can, um, I forget what they they call it, but you essentially you can set your voice mm -hmm. um, for the bot, so it sounds like it's coming mm -hmm. from you or a member of your team or, right. or whoever. Depending on your subscription level, it, yeah, so yeah, that's that does the depend on tier. That is, the I think that's tier. the one right below. I think above the fifty per month is the where you get. I got to tell you though, if that works, it's totally it's worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but super cool, crazy what you what you can do now. Yes, yes, but even if you're not ready to go up to that yep. on the the free level. You have access to all sorts it's of different range, voices. Yeah, I didn't do the count, but it looked like it was like upwards of twenty, both mm. male and female. I think there's different five different languages. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it seems like a very generous uh, freemium model. Uh, so if you're just getting started, you want to kind of tinker around with it, yeah. get up and running, uh, yeah. start to build out some workflows, and 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 we did that. So it seems like there's several different workflows that you can create. One is um, basically you call, and there's just an automated message. Um, the cool thing about it is you could bring in all those personalization tokens. So even though it's a bot, it could still say like, hi, Ryan, just calling to see if Pepperland Marketing, blah, 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 blah. We work with businesses between five to 10 employees doing X amount in revenue. Like any kind of data that you have in your CRM can be used to personalize these automated messages that are going out. So although it's automated, it's still contextualized, it's still personalized to the individual, which I love. I think that's really neat. And you can do all that with the free account. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. But even if you can't, those entry level tiers are, are pretty affordable, I think. Yeah. Um, the other ones, I think one was like a, a reminder. So let's say somebody's booked a meeting. Um, you now want to give this phone call a reminder. Hey, we've got this meeting coming up. I think that's really cool for businesses like dentists or hair salons yeah. or, you know, whatever it might be. My Somebody, dentist does use something like that. Or like a uh, auto, you know, yep. a shop where yeah. you want to remind people, Hey, it's been X amount of months since you did your oil change, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's really great because that gives people the nudge that gets customers coming back to your door. You don't have time to do those phone calls yeah. and you're going to forget right. to do them anyway. So that's like the perfect use case for something like this. Uh, of course, the other one is lean nurturing and you know, yeah. trying to book a meeting. Um, again, if, if you're unable to call right away and get those people to, to book that time, 
um, you're probably going to miss them. So let's say you're currently using email nurturing to follow up with leads to get them to book. Could be they're ignoring those emails. You layer in some automated phone calls in between and the odds of getting that booked meeting are going to go way up. One call to every three emails, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So really cool. Check it out. I like it a lot. Uh, the website is voiq.com, I believe. They get that right. Let me uh, just make sure. Voiq.com. Magical. Um, or if you are a HubSpot user, you can get to it by navigating to the integration section of HubSpot and going from there. Or from our write-up of the show notes. Yeah. If you try it out, we'd love to hear from you. Curious how it worked for you. And Let us know. What the yeah. impact was. All right. Cool. So let's get into the, uh, the content. Cool, cool. I think Tim's up first. I am up first. So this week, the article that um, caught my eye was something that was it was a it was written in collaboration uh, between Snap App and Databox, um, entitled "Here's What an Advanced B2B Blogging Strategy Looks Like," Part One, by Elizabeth Rivelli. Um, and what this article how they went about this article um, is that they, you know, partnering with Databox, they interviewed um, seven, I believe it was 70 marketers to get a sense of what they're doing as a part of, you know, what are they doing um, to uh, create and promote their content? What, what are they seeing success with? What is maybe leaving some, some stuff, um, something to be desired and uh, packaging that up in a quick, cool data visualization-y way. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a big slur that of a sentence. A, yeah, that was a big, a big mouthful. Um, but it's pretty cool. And if you if you go to the article and you take a look at some of the charts they pulled together, they're they're asking questions like, you know, when you publish a blog post, how often do you perform each of the following um, actions? Uh, you know, do, do you share your blog? on your social media accounts? Do you use CTAs, um, embedded or embedded forms and whatnot for lead capturing? Do you link to other pages and blogs and your uh, uh, blog posts on your site? Um, they ask questions around how frequently you perform certain activities, uh, like tracking the status of your blog post, um, performing keyword research, uh, updating older content or writing guest posts or, or contributing to um, roundups, that kind of stuff, which Databox loves to do. Um, and what the, the takeaways that some of the interesting takeaways, um, of the, <coughs> excuse me, of the study are, is that while marketers tend to be really focused on, um, you know, publishing that blog content, promoting it on their social channels, um, backing it up with keyword research, they're not so comfortable with other tasks, uh, other um, activities like asking other people to promote uh, their content on social media or um, uh, there was another example that I'm forgetting, uh, interviewing others for their input to offer some heft to their content and some, some authority. Heft. That's a fun word. I love the word heft. I think you should put that into one of your presentations coming up. Just a big word. Yes. Um, Stand alone on a slide. <laughs> now I'm confused. Um, what's really cool about all of this is it, it gives you um, a little bit of a playbook. And it's, it's, it's common sense stuff. It's stuff that we, you know, we, we talk about a lot. Um, but you need to have a solid background in the, the basics. Um, you know, you need to promote your own content on social media. You need to publish um, semi-regularly, you need to do all of the, 
the the best practices involved in optimization, um, just like your competitors are doing. But if you look at this information, you can see some of the areas where others are lacking. That could be um, prime opportunity for you to stand out in your marketing efforts and get an edge over some of your competitors. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. What like is it? Lot. What's it called? Uh, Blue Ocean. Ooh. Blue Ocean Business strategy. book reference. Yeah. Yeah. Got to read it now. I try to get Tim and Ryan to read all sorts of business books. I skim. Do you? I read one of them. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> um, but very cool. Very yeah, good. it is cool. Sean, do you want to tackle this next one? I don't know. What oh. is it? <laughs> uh, the bot attachments. The bots. Okay. Yeah. So that's the theme of this um, this episode, the rise of the bots. Um, so uh, we talked about voice bots before. Now we're going to talk about messenger messaging chat right? bots. So live chat yeah, yeah chat bots uh we use live chat on our site and um there are many cases where you may not want to well there, let me just kind of speak to what the uh the actual update is first i don't think i have it open on my screen so let me just grab it okay use attachments for bots to deliver targeted content on more this is coming uh, from hubspot in their product update blog and they say, now live is the ability for you to upload and send attachments to your site visitors using bots. And they have this really fun example where they have a bot that says, before we get to, before we get started, what's your name? And the person replies, Mike. And so they reply, so excited to talk to you, Mike. And then they have this really fun gif. Of, of Jonah Hill. Yes. Ah, uh, that's out. who it was. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just fun, you know, and um, it kind of. It's like the norm now. Yeah. If I could communicate in only gifts, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, th I think people like that stuff. They like to be entertained. Uh, business doesn't need to be boring. So why not? Mm. Um, and this is a, a fun thing to do. So now you can kind of bake that in. Um, another possible use case is um, let's say you're in a support function and you're using live chat for, you know, to help your, your customers be successful with your product. Um, you could likely anticipate the types of questions that are going to come up, mm. come up. So you can, um, look for certain questions to suddenly send them some PDF documentation or sales collateral or whatever it might be. Um, so a lot of good use cases here. And if you are a HubSpot customer, you now have access to it. So good for you. Yeah, I was, I, I think it's, it's going to be particularly helpful for people in um, customer service roles or um, sales positions when they, you know, fielding the same questions over and over again, mm -hmm. yeah. especially for technical pro uh, product, uh, like software as a service kind of, kind of stuff where you can take a quick screen, uh, not screenshot, a quick GIF, create a quick GIF, turn it into a library. Showing the action. Library. Even. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's Just, cool. Yeah. Um, over to me. You done? Okay. I'm done. <laughs> okay. uh, this one came from Search Engine Journal, Matt Southern. This uh, title is Instagram rolls out in-app local business profile pages. So basically, uh, Instagram is replicating what seems like their own version of the Google business listing, which is pretty cool. Um, so in order to have the ability to get a business listing on Instagram, you have to have a business profile page on Facebook. And what happens is they kind of take some of that information off of your Facebook, build this uh, business profile page, and you can search for your business and then claim it. And it'll prompt you to sign into Facebook and verify all the information. Um, and what's really cool about it is that it's it's kind of a new avenue to showcase behind the scenes stuff. So you know people love to see shenanigans around the office. Maybe um, 
I know that some of our highest engagement from our Instagram stories has been us going to get coffee or something weird happening in the office. Um, Weird stuff happens in the office all the time. All the time. But some of the key features for this is that even if you have a website, it's really, and it's a really important part of your business, this can be, like I said, another source for interesting behind the scenes information. Well, and it's also really, like if there are certain businesses, there are certain kinds of businesses where Instagram plays a really important role in your marketing efforts. Um, You know, restaurants tend to have really big followings on on Instagram. salons uh studio you know like art studios visually um driven businesses tend to rely really heavily on instagram and other social media um for a lot of their marketing efforts and it just makes sense if you can include more information and drive more people to your business through that channel you should take advantage of it right um and even if you don't, you know, it's it's even more important for those people that don't have a website. Um, because people like you said, like people are searching for these businesses. They want to see like I, I was actually talking to my fiance yesterday and she wanted to find a salon near where we're getting married, so she didn't have to go all the way down here to get her hair done. And we looked on Instagram. I didn't even Google it. So, you know, you want to see that information and you can probably find it there. And if you have a business listing, probably more inclined to get some customers. Um Two more things. Uh, showcasing your Instagram business page might be able to give users a good avenue to your website. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure once it, these start to perform and are out there in the wild for a little bit, um, we'll see some some data, data. Yeah, flow through about you know because I know Facebook tends to be the leader when it comes to traffic to what like converting traffic from social to your website. So we'll see. Um, but if this is important to your business, if you have a good following on Instagram, I would go and claim your business page and I would also keep an eye on it. It's likely that Instagram will be adding a bunch of stuff here. Um, so I would just keep your keep your eyes out. Also keep your eyes out for a blog post that will be written very shortly by our very <laughs> own Ryan Sylvester on how to go through the process of That's claiming right. your page. Anything else, Tim? Uh on this note, but uh, we do have the lightning round. Lightning round. Um, so this is uh, the section we quickly run through. Some other updates. Didn't have enough time to spend on, but it's just kind of what we're reading this week. First one is infographic. Over half of consumers delete marketing emails without ever opening them. You kind of dug into that one a little that bit. Was, that one was interesting. It was um, it was from adweek.com. And, um, I mean, it's it's one survey, but it... it, it it goes to show they they dig in the in the body of the article. Um, they talk about how important personalization is, which you know it's kind of common sense for anyone who does rely on um, or makes you know someone who any business that markets a lot through email. You you probably already know that personalizing that content to the person receiving it is going to increase the likelihood that they're going to click through that they're going to. Um, engage that they're gonna you know buy um but this is just one more kind of nail in the coffin of cold emailing (laughs) yeah i guess um second one i actually read through this one pinterest expands personalized shopping recommendations this is basically just making it easier for people to make purchases through yeah through pinterest um but still interesting i mean huge for some businesses yeah yeah um pinterest is still like super leader 
but like behind the scenes sneaky leader in social media. But um, is is that technically social media? I, I guess so. I think so. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think when you're creating boards and pins and stuff, and people look mm, through all your, no, I, it's definitely yeah. social. Um, Facebook information leak web pages can confirm a user's ID. I I threw this in there. I quickly cool. read through it, but it's just another. Just another Facebook cool. letdown. Yeah. Um, Googler wearing panda head panda head at desk. So this is kind of. Um, I have no idea what this is. So it's you know it talks it it leans into how uh, marketers struggled with the panda update. I see. Yeah, I see. And it's just it was a fun picture. All right. And after the Facebook update, I figured I'd give you something. Fun like, pictures are always appreciated. Yeah. And now, um, last one, Microsoft Excel will now let you snap a picture of a spreadsheet and import it. It's cool. Yeah, which is just, you know, if you're using Microsoft Excel, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's it. That is it. All right. Um, find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, and check out the show notes right up, and we will come at you next week. Have a good weekend. Adios. Adios.